this is Cam. And this is Mal. And this is Their Eyes Were Watching TV, a TV and film podcast. This week, we are doing a deep dive into the film The Harder They Fall on Netflix. Yeah, so The Harder They Fall is produced by James Samuel and Sean Corey Carter, aka Jay-Z. It is... I never knew that was what the C stood for. (laughs) Oh, you didn't know that? No. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, so it is a Western uh, that features fictional encounters by real black cowboys. So, as a history nerd, it was cool to learn about some people I hadn't heard about. Mm. Um, but also, yeah, like, this movie had nothing to do with, like, their actual lives, for the most part. So, the film centers around um, Nat Love, who's played by Jonathan Majors, and uh, Rufus Buck, who is played by Idris Elba. So the film starts out with um, this family. Um, It looks like the husband and dad is like the town preacher and then his wife and their, I don't know, 10, 12 year old son. And so uh, Rufus Buck, Idris Elba's character, shows up at the door and murders um, both parents and then um carves a cross into the little boy's forehead so as soon as i saw this scene i was like okay i'm pretty sure this is gonna be jonathan majors (laughs) (laughs) so then we fast forward to um nat love jonathan majors character all grown up um he's a cowboy you know living the the wild west life which just side note the wild west like scenes it seems like it would have been terrible. Like, it's just... <laughs> yes. It's just, <laughs> like, it's just what anything goes. Like, I mean, yeah, like, there's, like, a sheriff, but what can they really do? Like... Everybody's an outlaw. <laughs> everybody's an outlaw. Like, it just seems exhausting. And I don't know if you've ever watched, like... I don't, Like, sometimes, like, I'll fall asleep with my TV on, like tv land and so when i wake up it's like gun smoke or bonanza and it's all the same like it's just all oh my god everything's just so reckless like it seems exhausting but i mean granted for the time period i would have probably taken it over you know slavery so (laughs) (laughs) the wild wild west over slavery okay yeah i mean i feel like any kind of freedom would have been better but that's another story fair And some of these characters were actually, in real life, born into slavery. So, Mm. I'm not just saying that randomly. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, um, we are, you know, in this Wild West town. Um, Nat Love goes to um, a saloon, Stagecoach Mary's Saloon, Mm -hmm. um, who is uh, Stagecoach Mary uh, Phils, is played by Zazie Beetz. So, um, he goes in... And they are an item. Apparently, he left. And there's some animosity at first. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, he left. And she, you know, is playing like she's mad. She's not really mad. She's, <laughs> she's thrilled that he's back. So, he is going out with... I forgot um, Delroy Lindo's name. But he's like the... Bass Rivers? Sure. He's... <laughs> I think Reeves, Bass Reeves. Reeves, yes. Was he the sheriff, the mm-hmm. the lawman? So 
he's going out with him to um, get revenge on Rufus Buck for killing um, his parents all those years ago. So his like crew, they end up following them. And they're like, you know, we're not going to let you go do this all alone, even though, like, it's not really their fight and has nothing to do with them. But, I mean, you know, that's great to have ride-or-die friends. Um, so, on the other end, Rufus Buck's uh, crew um, that has uh, Gertrude, a.k.a. Trudy Smith, who's played by Regina King, and Cherokee Bill, who um, is played by Lakeith Stanfield, they go with their gang to rescue Rufus Buck from a train um, where he is being uh, transported as a prisoner. So I feel like really like the first part of that is like such cool imagery. We have Regina King on her horse, um, just stand like just square in the middle of a railroad track while the train is coming directly at them. So um, the conduct conductor. Is that what you call the driver? Right? I think so, yeah. Okay. So the conductor has to, like, slam on his brakes to not hit her. And then when he gets off, he's like, what the hell are you doing, you dumb? And then she shoots him before he can finish whatever he was going to uh-huh. say. And then Cherokee Bill, by the way, the conductor's white. <laughs> so <laughs> when Cherokee Bill comes up, he was like, maybe he was going to say poop. And then she goes, we ain't no poop." So... Um, that set the tone right there, what kind of movie this was going to be. They weren't going to tolerate no foolishness regardless of who it was coming from. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really cool and a really powerful moment. So then they get onto the train. Um, there are civilians in the front and they keep walking toward the back and they run into some Union soldiers who are guarding Idris Elba in this weird um, I don't. I don't know. Like it was um, iron prison. <laughs> yeah, but it was like a like an armoire. Like, like a, <laughs> and it was weird because it looks like there was only room to stand. So I'm like, is he mm. just like standing the whole time? But so, anyways, it's like you know, like a hard iron fortress or whatever to get into. But um, they get in and they. Um, they're able to get him out after um, some, we'll say, violent negotiation with <laughs> the Union soldiers. So then uh, Rufus, Dries Elba, he asks uh, who can drive a train. And one of the soldiers raises his hand and he tells his crew to kill everybody else. So it's a pretty cool scene because there's, you know, all the shooting, like, whatever, and then he's just, like, walking out, like, as he puts his, like, cowboy hat on. So that was, like, pretty cool. Yeah. I loved the, the cinematography in this was really oh my God. good. Like, it yeah. was almost like a Ava DuVernay level, you know, she mm. likes to do, like, those center shots. Oh, yeah. And even, like, the, the clubs that they featured, um... Stagecoach Mary. Stagecoach Mary? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know why that sounded wrong. Stagecoach Mary and then the one um, in the town that Idris founded. What's the name of that town called? Oh, oh. God. Something with an S. Uh, whatever. The free black town. <laughs> um, the, the clubs were just so ornate and beautiful and like... I just, I loved whoever did, like, the costumes and the set design did a really awesome job. 
I'm glad you brought that up because I felt like Mary's like saloon. It it felt like a regular saloon. It's kind of like what you would expect. And then like when you went to Trudy's, like there was that woman painted in blue. And there's like some kind of like lounge singer. Like it was a very, um, yeah. I don't know. It almost felt like you stepped into like a different kind of like world. Yeah, it was. I was very intrigued by this all black town, and yeah, I was also really disappointed when your boy shot the man who like protested to him like taking over the town. Well, I mean, he's not a good guy. So. <laughs> I mean, I, I know, I know that, but it was just like kind of like, oh, man, this all black town that he's trying to like save and set up, and he's killing Negroes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I totally, I was pretty, sh- I was pretty shocked by that. Like, I thought he might, uh, I don't know why I thought he would like shoot his hat off or, you know, something like just scare him. Yeah. I did not expect him to Took him out. murder him. Yeah. So you mentioned kind of what the vibe is once Rufus gets back to this town. And he also, I guess, takes over the mayorship from... Dion Cole. Yeah. Um, I'm so sorry. I cannot remember his character's name. I was just so excited to see Dion Cole in like a dramatic role. I was like, oh, yeah. this is, he did so good. I prefer him in comedic though. He's so funny. He is funny, but I was like, I was really impressed. Like I've never seen him. Wiley in... Esco. Esco. Yes. Thank you. Um, I was, I was really pleasantly surprised, but so uh, Rufus confronts Esco and uh, basically gets him the hell out of town, which makes him end up uh, meeting up with Nat Love and his crew and giving him kind of some, or giving them kind of some intel uh, to help them um, get revenge back on Rufus. Mm-hmm. So here's where I think <laughs> they kind of went wrong. Um Stagecoach Mary, Mary Fields, uh, played by Zazie Beetz, is Nat Love's uh, love interest in the movie. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I'm going to go in because what they really want is money. So, you know, my name, I own all these saloons, like all over, I don't know, Texas and wherever. So I'm going to go and I'm going to make an offer on Trudy's saloon because they really need money. Did, like I'm like, did no one think out like the <laughs> the timing of this? Like, like you're gonna come as soon as, as soon as like Rufus gets back and they're trying to like um, they're trying to like raise this money for the town. Yeah, and you just so happen to come like that night. Right. How does word travel that fast? Right. And the mayor just got kicked out of town. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I feel like Nat tried to like warn her, like, you know, don't, like, you don't need to do this. And she's like, no, I got it. Yeah. I would say if I had one critique, or I, I have two critiques of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't enjoy, like, I felt like the beginning and the end were great. The middle part where, like, this whole her getting captured, the, like, bank robbery, like, that part just just seems silly to me, you know? I did enjoy the bank robbery. Not saying that 
it made sense the way it happened <laughs> but i really enjoyed the scene mm. um like how it was it was done mm-hmm. but yeah it was just kind of seemed like her going into town and then getting captured was to set up like the damsel in distress thing yeah you needed somebody to save i guess yeah uh, but then it didn't it didn't make sense him coming to town allowing himself to be captured and then being the one to rob this bank like take on why take on that liability just to blow the money up <laughs> in the end that's what i was yeah i was pretty shocked that they blew up all the money i'm like y'all don't want to keep selling right how we got a stash in a rock somewhere <laughs> right like y'all gotta live too <laughs> but yeah i mean granted like she does end up you know fighting back like she's not just completely helpless but it i don't know like you don't like a woman doesn't always need to be saved like that doesn't always have to be part of the storyline but i guess if if we're following traditional westerns then that's usually a trope in it (sighs) that's fair but i feel like this isn't a traditional western but it kind of is like someone pointed out to me that this is really no different than like any like gang movie you have two sets of gangs Mm -hmm. killing each other so it's black people killing black people (laughs) and that kind of like put it into perspective where i was like damn yeah i keep i kept wanting the movie like at the end to have like a like a happy ending like oh we come together and we build this black town and you know like it's not a musical (laughs) i know i think i I had to keep reminding myself as i was watching it like this is a western this is typically what happens in a western two gangs kill each other Yeah, and I mean, granted, I mean, and they were called gangs. So, mm. like, there's like an, uh, I was looking up, like, there's an actual Rufus Buck gang. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it. it's, I guess it, it never really changes. Like, the times just change and the, <laughs> the settings, but yeah. But then it's like to, you know, this is historical fiction. Mm-hmm. These are fictitious encounters. Why make all the black people kill each other? <laughs> well, yeah, but also everybody's black. So, I mean. Yeah. Because, I mean, in white westerns, it's white on white violence. So. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I guess maybe I, I'm just reading into the significance of like an all black town, like trying to establish itself. Yeah. Like I, I kind of thought at some point in the movie, it would be like, oh, Nat takes over and runs the town for them. And I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, that's, too, that's, I'm Disneyfying everything. <laughs> that's a good point. Like, what, so what's going to happen to this like? Yeah, like these black people just live in terror. <laughs> like they're just terrorized by the gangs that came in, you know? Well, I mean, I, I guess the terror might be over now that Rufus is gone. Or is it? Because. We'll, wait, we'll get there. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll get there. All right. So, okay, so Mary gets captured, as Kim said. Nat goes to rescue her or maybe cause a diversion. And. He gets uh, captured, um, gets beat up, and but then his crew comes in and um, 
they're able to at least get him back. They all show up to town together and then he allows himself to be captured. Like, that's what I didn't understand. He kind of, like, gave himself up and then was, like, I guess tortured a little bit and then told to rob a bank. Which didn't, none of that made sense to me, why he allowed himself to be captured. Because they never agreed to free her. Like, there was no, like, let her go, take me instead type deal. Maybe... Maybe he agreed to be captured because it was just like, well, it's better for me to be near her so I can, <laughs> I can make sure, I don't know, I can keep tabs if they do anything. I don't know. <laughs> but so, yeah, well, so he agrees to rob the bank so he can get Mary back. And so him and Cuffy, who was the doorman or doorwoman, excuse me, at... <laughs> at uh stagecoach mary saloon they go um and pretend to be uh you know a well-to-do couple and they uh ask to make a withdrawal and then uh it's also speaking of cinematography so they go to this town um i think it was called maysville which is an all-white town and it was really cool because everything in the town was literally white did you notice that Mm, no it was like, it just looked like the whole town had been like bleached white. Like all the buildings were like, um, like some shade of white. Even the ground was white. It looked like kind of like white sand. Mm. Um, so I thought that was, it just looked really cool. Cause I remember them emphasizing that this is like an all white town. So anyway, so they go into the bank and when Cuffy asked to make a withdrawal, the, um, the, uh, the lady, the teller, laughs at her and she's like you have to have an account here to make a withdrawal and Cuffy like pulls out a gun and she's like not that kind of withdrawal or whatever (laughs) and then uh she's like am I is it still funny now or do you still want to laugh at me now or something which Mm. I really enjoyed because then everybody shut the fuck up when she pulled out that gun yeah so um they get the money and then they take it back to uh, back to Rufus in his all black town. Do we find out the name of it or not yet? <laughs> no, okay. it starts with an S. I that <laughs> so once they get back to the town, um, of course, there's all the tension is back and everyone is kind of um, kind of like facing off with one another. Um one oh that's very wrong redwood city that doesn't sound it's called familiar. redwood city that didn't sound familiar right i don't remember that at all this is wikipedia i don't know something about that don't know yeah it's like they're riding redwood hmm. oh okay well that's from so okay in redwood city <laughs> <laughs> everybody's kind of like facing off and um one of uh one of the people in Nat's gang, uh, Beckworth, he he was supposed to be have a really quick draw gun or whatever. And, oh, <laughs> didn't mean this that. was sad. It was sad. <laughs> didn't expect that strong of a reaction from you. <laughs> like this is not what happened in real life. So. <laughs> Uh, he would always, he would get really annoyed because everyone would talk about Cherokee Bill, Lakeith Stanfield's character, part of Rufus Buck's gang, um, how quick he was. And he was like, nah, he ain't quicker than me, blah, blah, blah. And so he kept trash talking 
Cherokee Bill. <laughs> and Cuffy had told him earlier, like, like you don't need to do all that. Like, just, you know, show it. Like, you don't need to do all that talking. Cuffy also said she was queer. She did say it. <laughs> she said she ain't trash talk, though. She stated the facts mm-hmm. and kept it moving. But Beckworth was doing, you know, all this trash talking and uh, Cherokee Bill ended up shooting him. But it wasn't fair from what I remember. Yeah, he cheated. Yeah. But also, didn't that happen in the like opening scene where we first encounter Beckworth? When, um, what's the like red hooded gang? Mm-hmm. Him and Woody McClain, uh-huh. uh, that actor, um, they were doing something similar and he kind of cheated in that scenario as well and killed him. So it, oh. I feel like there's this like running theme of like karma and vengeance in, mm. the, in the film. Um, so I, while I was saddened by his death, because I really wanted to see this this standoff between them. I did too. And we were like literally robbed and cheated of it. Yeah. Um, it just, it went back to that scene and I thought it was interesting. The cycle of all, all this stuff happening. Oh man. I and didn't... then the same, and then not to spoil anything, but the way Lakeith's character dies. Yeah. Similar by Cuffy who said she was the quickest draw and turned out to be. Yeah, and yeah, so I mean, we can go ahead and talk about that. So, yeah, later on, um, uh, what was it? What's what was the other guy's name? Uh, Bill Pickett. Pickett, yes. Pickett was almost killed, but he had his like, he had this lucky coin that he would always carry around with him. And the coin happened. This part was actually pretty sad to me. The coin happened to stop the bullet. So, he pulls it like out of his jacket pocket or whatever. And he holds it up to Cuffy and he's like, oh my God, like, I, I can't believe this. And then Bill comes up from behind and shoots him in the back. Yeah. That I, was, that, that hurt me a little bit. I that, really liked him. That was sad. But I feel like several times in this movie, people got caught off guard. I'm like, you're in the middle of a shootout. Like, you can't be, <laughs> keep your head on a swivel. Like, what are you, can't be pausing. And, and again, as we said in the Wild West, you really... <laughs> You really need to be on your P's and Q's. Like. <laughs> so, yeah. So, he gets killed by Bill. Gets shot in the back. Which apparently uh, is frowned upon in the West. Because um, later, I think Bill is behind Nat. Mm-hmm. And Nat's like, damn, like you were just going to shoot me in the back. Yeah, it's cowardly, man. Shoot me from the front like a real man. I mean, it is, but it gets the Wild West. Like, I mean, <laughs> there's still a code. Oh my god! I guess for outlaws. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that upsets Cuffy because she's like, you know, again, like, yeah, you're a coward. You shot him in the back, so she's like, you know, I guess kind of the they find we finally kind of get a showdown of like who's faster, mm-hmm. like a true one, and. You hear a gunshot go off and you don't know who it is for a second. And it turns out that Cuffy was indeed faster. Yeah. So that was the end of Cherokee Bill. Um, Well, you know, the fictional one, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) How did you feel about uh, Trudy and um, Mary's fight scenes? I, so I, I loved it. 
I really, I love hand-to-hand combat. Mm. Like, in film, I am a big fan of it. Um, So, it's really great to see, like, when, like, female characters are able to have fight scenes like this and they are not sexualized. Mm. Because I I feel like we've been moving steadily away from that, but I feel like, especially, like, 2000s and before, like, I don't even think about films like Charlie's Angels and, um, even though, like, I really, I was a big Charlie's Angels fan, but it's kind of like, oh, like, but we're sexy and we're fighting, you know, like, that kind of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. A nipple might pop out. <laughs> or it might not. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I really enjoy fight scenes like this, like, kind of reminded me of, like, Kill Bill, which yeah. is one of my favorite movies. Um, like Carrie Russell in The Americans. Like she had a lot of good fight scenes. She did. And then of course Regina in Watchmen. Oh yeah. yeah. I forgot she was in Watchmen. Oh, yeah. So good. So yeah, I, I love stuff like that. I like the gunfighting and stuff too, and um, but like hand to hand combat and like sword fighting kind of stuff, I just I live for it. Yeah. I will have to say the one thing I did not live for Regina King's accent. It was bad. It was bad. I don't I don't know what she was going for, but I I was a little disappointed in that. So, I was like looking uh like I was looking up um a bunch of the characters and apparently like there's not much documentation about the real Gertrude Smith. Mm-hmm. Like there's like one, I think possible picture of mm-hmm. her. And so everything else was just kind of um, fictionalized or like whatever way, you know, they kind of want to envision her. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, I think she was from San Francisco. So Regina said she was trying to do some kind of, I think, New West accent or something like that. Okay. So It, 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 it was missing the mark for me. <laughs> it, it truly like it, it felt like a bad impression of a southern accent yeah I guess it's because I don't know it's weird because she I don't like she wasn't trying to do a southern accent so it's <laughs> but I feel like she was though and like certain certain words she said it just I don't know. It was a weird accent. It was a weird accent that sometimes took me out of the film. Sometimes. Well, maybe, I mean, maybe it kind of works because, like, historically, like, you know, the West was, you know, just being uh, explored. Well, I mean, you know, by um, non-Native Americans. So, um, but everyone else used their, with the exception of the Brits, everyone else used their, like, regular accents no one put on an accent no other than other had on accents who other than i feel like didn't lakeith and um lakeith Jonathan not have an accent? i feel like lakeith had some kind of accent no i think they were him and nat love were pretty much themselves zazzy i think zazzy had a bit of an accent okay i think she did well yeah actually yes now that i think about it a lot of people did yeah but it wasn't it just Something about it was a little more authentic than Regina's. But I was going to say, because some of these characters, though, they were actually born in the South. Mm. So I'm like, maybe that's why they sounded like that. But like Trudy being from San Francisco, 
like she wouldn't have the same accent but maybe it does sound a little southern because all these people from the south are moving into the west so you know like maybe she's picking up a little bit of their accent being around them so much Hmm. (laughs) i don't know i don't know (laughs) love you regina but didn't love the accent all speculation so i I could be completely wrong (laughs) (laughs) so what do we think about the the big plot twist at the end so when nat first walks in and he sees him sitting there i'm like why don't you shoot him (laughs) like i hate like villain always has to you know I know they. I, that's one thing, and Monologue. I. I know you have to like suspend your, like belief or whatever for a film, but it's like every time they do this in every movie, and it's just like just just shoot them. Like the more you give them time to give a speech, the more time they have to like think about something or to fight back or to escape. Like just shoot them. Yeah. But I guess it's good <laughs> that he did not do it right away. Because uh, Rufus starts telling Nat about his childhood and how terrible and abusive his father was and that he, you know, would beat his mother and um, uh, he, did he kill his mom? I think so. That's yeah. Yeah. So, yes, that's right. So he talks about like his dad you know, ran off and left him there and started another life somewhere and I guess got off, stopped drinking and all this kind of stuff, became a new man and started a new family. So for me, like pretty much as soon as he started telling the story about his dad, I was like, oh, okay, so his yeah. dad is your dad. <laughs> like, yeah, and definitely. I'm like, I didn't even need all the rest of the backstory. Like, Same. <laughs> yeah. So, because I was like, why, like, why would you just go to this random like preacher's house? But yeah, as soon as he started that, it all clicked. But then was I also feel like it was pretty far fetched because he didn't look young enough to be that man's son. Like they looked more like peers, in my opinion, versus father son. Which side note? Because that that was Michael Beach, right? That's um. Terry's husband from Soul Food. <laughs> yes. Love yes, a cousin's face. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. Fuck the family. <laughs> um, well, I, but also, because I think when Rufus went um, to kill him, he, like, I don't think we ever really saw his face. Because remember, this was like, what, 15 or probably like 20 years prior. We did, I think, when he sat down. Did we see his face? Yeah, we see his face. Because you know it's Idris. Yeah, but I thought, like, we know it's him, but I thought, like, his face is kind of covered, so we didn't see his face full on. No, I think we, we saw do. his face when he okay. sat down. Okay, so I guess they, they just didn't bother to make him look younger. <laughs> no. And then it's also, like, did the dad know that that was his son? Because, I, I mean, did he say how old he was when he, like, his mom passed away and he left the dad oh yeah because it, it seems like as soon as he opened the door like his face changed yeah like he knew who he was yeah oh yeah um interesting but i don't know i felt i felt that a, even though once he started monologuing you knew that was what was gonna happen when i started thinking about it rationally i'm like they don't even look 
like father and son, you know? They look like they could be the same age, but neither here nor there. I will say when he, because in the first scene, I was like, why did you kill the wife? Yeah. And so then when he's telling the story and we find out that his mom was killed, I'm like, oh, so this was getting revenge for your him killing your mom too. Mm-hmm. And you wanted to leave your brother like all alone just the same way you were. So again, this cycle of revenge and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um it's kind of interesting, I guess, that underlying theme that it talks about with like fairness and vengeance being the vehicle or the method to achieve fairness. Mm-hmm. Um Nat Love wanted to defeat Rufus and take over his gang in order to seek revenge for the killing of his parents. And Rufus was seeking revenge for the killing of his mother. And it's kind of like all these people are constantly like, you're constantly chasing something and you're fighting for something um, to avenge someone else. And even the end of the movie... Yeah. Uh, with, you know, uh, Nat ultimately choosing to do what Buck didn't do, which was kill his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Trudy potentially still being alive. Yeah. Now the cycle's going to continue. She's probably going to come after him to seek revenge for that. Um, and then the, the boys and the, the Red Hoods, that gang, mm. showing up out of nowhere to avenge, you know, the people that they had killed previously. Right. right. So it's like, when does when does it ever end? And can you really have fairness when, if you're taking a life of another person to make up for the life that they took, someone eventually is going to want to take your life for the life that you took. So it's like... Damn. Just never, 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 never ending. Um, yeah, but I feel like it's hard to be the bigger person. You're like, well, I'm going to let it go. <laughs> you could have said, you know what, bro? Let's run this town. <laughs> Let's run this town. Q, run this town tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> which would have been perfect, Jason. Right, right. Would have been perfect. Um <laughs> And then it also brings in the theme of, like, who's the real villain in this story? Is it Rufus or is it Nat? I'm still going to say Rufus because he shot that man for asking a question. (laughs) So I didn't see Nat do anything quite that egregious. But when after he kills his brother and he walks out and Zazie or Stagecoach Mary asks him, um, is the devil dead? And his response is, I don't know. But I I took that more as, because I I think he had kept calling Rufus the devil earlier. Mm -hmm. And then Reeves, right? Mm -hmm. Delroy Lindo's character kept being like, he's not the devil. He's just a man. And so I feel, I thought after Nat found out that they were brothers, he that's why he was like, I don't know. Because it kind of shook everything he thought about Rufus before. Right. Agreed. But also, I think it also plays into, am I now the devil? Because of the genes passed down from their father? 
that and he did ultimately what Rufus killed, oh, which is kill, kill his, his own brother. brother. Mm, okay. So okay. it's like, you know, who who really is the bad guy here? I mean, they're all bad. They're all yeah. terrible. They're all just killing each other. But I think it, it, it starts to bring up some interesting questions about you get so caught up in your vengeance that do you ultimately become what you hate mm. and what you fear? Mm. Yeah, I guess, yeah, if you get too wrapped up in it, then, yeah, you can become addictive. Yeah. Or you're blinded by it and you just start killing everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like Rufus. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so you already mentioned like the very last scene, uh, we thought Trudy had been killed by Mary, but we see her, uh, she's still alive. Yeah. So it feels like they're setting us up for a sequel. So they were saying online that yes, it could potentially either be a sequel or a prequel because, oh, you know, they say pretty much you know if you just keep down this vengeance line it's kind of gonna get old eventually Mm -hmm. but what's interesting is you don't know what happened to nat after he loses his parents Mm. to you know when we see him show up as an adult that that might be a little more interesting than trudy's vengeance (laughs) story but that would be weird though we see she's alive and then we don't see what she does next but then it was also, like, what's Trudy's connection to Rufus? Like, at first I thought they were going to be lovers. I did, too. But they seemed pretty platonic. Yeah. Okay, so maybe we'll see how they met, too. Mm. Okay. Potentially. So I'm like, yeah, I wonder if it's going to be, like, little boy Nat. I don't know. Depends on if it's a prequel or yeah. a sequel. Well, that's what I mean. If it's a prequel, like, are we going to see him at, like, 13? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I don't um, know. But okay, yeah, I mean, I definitely would not hate seeing these characters again and seeing what they do with it, whether it be prequel or sequel. Yeah, I think I would like a better story, personally. <laughs> okay. Because I, I just, I feel like they set you up so, so much in the beginning mm-hmm. with, you know, the the murder, the release of Rufus, and then just that middle part of... <laughs> Zazzy going to that town in the bank robbery just yeah they just it felt unnecessary yeah um and disconnected from kind of everything else that was happening like it just felt like they needed to push the plot forward so mm. <laughs> let's just put this in there right um so I think it was a great job I I really enjoyed how the music and oh my god yeah the way the characters talk to each other even though it was of the times it still felt like similar banter that you would experience mm. now mm-hmm. um i really appreciated that i just wish that little that little little bit that little hour <laughs> in the middle was yeah. a little better yeah yeah i i can feel you on that i definitely think there were uh yeah, maybe some things that could have been changed, but um, I just, I was about to say I really like Westerns, but I don't really watch Westerns at all. <laughs> I, I, I think I really do like the genre and the idea of them, even though like I do not watch a ton of Westerns, but 
it was just it was really cool to you know see black characters in a western like in this setting like black cowboys and cowgirls um this was like a decade ago I, I don't remember, like, why I was thinking about this, but I really thought it would be cool to have, like, a story about, like, a black cowgirl. So mm. I started trying to, like... Wasn't there a movie about that? There was that like movie a- with, like, Lil' Kim in it? Yes! <laughs> yes. <laughs> what was that? Was Lisa Ray in it, too? I presume, yes, what probably. Was, what was... I don't think I ever saw it. Oh, my god! I can't gosh. remember what it was called. Oh, please. Or never saw it all the way through. What was that? <laughs> I'm looking for it. Also, I've been more based on a real, <laughs> real care or true life person. Jeez, oh, where, where is it? Look up Lil' Kim and Lisa Ray movie. Gang of Roses. <laughs> wow. Lisa Ray, Stacy Dash. Uh, there was an Asian woman, too. Okay. Marie Maketo. Monica Calhoun. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, Bobby Brown was in it? Macy Gray? <laughs> when did this movie come out? <laughs> uh, 2003. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. So maybe we should go back and watch that one to compare. <laughs> maybe you'll like the storyline better. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I wanted to find like a, a real person to write a story about. And I, the only thing I could find was Stagecoach Mary, actually. Mm. Um, so in trying to find uh, something about black people in the Wild West, somehow I ended up stumbling across a book called Colored Amazons, hmm. which was actually about, not about the West at all. It was about black female crime in Philadelphia between 1890 and 1910, I believe. Okay. So <laughs> I was like, all right, well, that's not what I was looking for, but it sounds interesting. So I ordered the book, and it um, it's basically like just real accounts about different people, um, like women. I think it was called like badgering or being a badger, like um, basically like you would pretend to be like a prostitute and like get a man drunk or whatever, and then like steal his wallet, maybe occasionally like beat him up. <laughs> take his wallet or take his money or whatever um and i remember them uh, something like i don't remember the percentage but basically obviously in women's prisons it was uh way more black women than Mm. white women because nothing ever changes but um so i was trying to write a historical fiction screenplay based on accounts in that story so I'd even reached out to the author and like wow. she was like interested in it. Um, but she had something she had something going on in her personal life at the time. Um, a positive thing, but you know, it was taking up a lot of her time. So um I wasn't able to talk to her much and then I ran into the roadblock of not knowing what they talked like. Hmm. Like how you're saying like their banter and stuff in this mm. movie. I was like, what? 
I don't know how to write for people in like 1904. Mm. So I got stuck on that. And then um, it, it's just like, I think when you have like a full-time job, like to write uh, a historical story, you like, you really need time to like research. Yeah. So anyway, it didn't happen, but well, still can happen. You know, there's, well, there's space now. Okay, yes. It, so it hasn't happened yet. Maybe I've maybe I will revisit that screenplay. Podcast listeners, hold Mallory accountable. Okay. <laughs> hold her accountable. All right. Well, everybody relax. Um, but I did all that to say I did feel very glad. Like this, I was this idea that I had that nobody else had thought of. <laughs> But, like, this thing that I have been so, like, crazy about, like, finding and, like, wanting to do, like, to see, like, some version of it mm. was, like, it. I, I loved it. Like, it was very exciting for me. And then just being a history nerd, like, obviously, mm-hmm. I really liked it, so. What do you think is a better film? Django or Django? <laughs> Django? <laughs> Django Unchained. Or the harder they fall. I don't know if you know this or not. I hated Django. <laughs> okay. I fucking hate that movie. Okay. So it's, it's very easy to say this movie. Okay. And I actually I saw something um, like some tweet, and they were like, "Quentin Tarantino is pissed that a black western got made without any use of the n word." <laughs> <laughs> but see, I uh, at least for me, Django is about like vengeance but also seeking it against white people and like white oppressors versus black people killing black people that's why and i don't even i'm not a huge quentin tarantino fan like Mm -hmm. i don't i thought it was a decent movie but i think maybe that vengeance aspect i liked better than what was in the harder they fall I guess I, I just really wanted, like, black unity around this black town of Rosewood, Redwood. Yeah, but I also, and also, let me just say, because I said I love Kill Bill earlier. I do. It's one of, like, especially Volume 1, one of my favorite movies. I am not a Quentin Tarantino fan. I just want to be, <laughs> like, uh, I, I really enjoyed Kill Bill because the N-word is not used once in mm. either of those volumes. But anyways, um... I, even though there are black people killing each other in this movie, we still don't see black people being oppressed. So, uh, I mean, you know, we saw like, um, I guess, I guess, isn't, aren't white people trying to take over the black town? (laughs) Yeah, but we're not saying like, remember, wasn't there like a woman who was like beat against a tree in Django and then Carrie Washington was like put into that box or something? Yes. Like, so I'm saying like we did not have to see any. But it was also, Django was set like on a plantation during slavery. This was Wild Wild West where slavery wasn't really a thing. Yeah, but it's nice to get a break from trauma. I guess people dying is not traumatic. Not, I mean, but it's, it's to me, it's not the that, same. That it's black man getting shot for asking a question wasn't traumatic. It's not the same, though. Because I feel like that was, again, that's what happened in the Wild West. Like, people would just shoot you for, like... <laughs> and that's what happened 
arguably during slavery. Yeah, but it's hard to see, like, people who look like you being beaten, like, like against a tree with, like, open welts on your back versus... The somebody. black on black crime has no effect on you. It's not. <laughs> it's, but at least it's black on black. Like, there's no white person <laughs> inflicting any pain here. So, yeah, it's just, it's not the same. Like, we're not seeing, I mean, the worst thing we saw was, like, that guy punching Nat in the stomach. Which, compared to everything that happened in Django, I mean, torture-wise. Yeah. And the the director, or the producer, um, James Samuels, Mm -hmm. Champ Samuel, um, did say he made a conscious effort to not, you know... Use the N-word in the mm-hmm. film to, you know, kind of... He wanted to display black kings and queens on horses, which mm. I thought was pretty cool. And he also made a conscious effort, with the exception of a little bit of Stagecoach Mary, to not show the women as subservient and docile or weak in comparison to the men. Um... So I think those were very conscious decisions that were made in the film that I think play to that idea that, yes, there was no, like, power dynamic Mm -hmm. or imbalance happening between the characters. And, you know, now that you say that, that's, I hadn't even really thought about it in regards to the women, but, and the way, like, they were portrayed and treated, but yeah, like... It was, like, I mean, I think, like, um, Beckworth, you know, made a comment toward Cuffy, like, he was, like, shocked that she, to find out she was a woman or something like that. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, yeah, like, it was pretty respectful. Yeah, they were business owners. Yeah. (laughs) They were successful business owners. Trudy was the leader of the gang while Rufus Rufus, was away. Right. Um, And even, uh... Was it Cuffy? She was the doorman, and she was. I remember. I think maybe when the sheriff showed up, she was like, you know, she's the sheriff. I'm the deputy of this. Yeah, place. yeah. So, you know, girl power. Yeah, is really happening. That's really dope. I can't believe I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, part. and even when uh, Nap first like comes to her saloon, mm-hmm. she like hits him in the f- in the face and like knocks <laughs> him down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, very quickly, I just wanted to talk about the casting, because, you know, there's been some, uh, some talk about, um, mostly about Zazie Beats being casted as, uh, Stagecoach Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you Google Stagecoach Mary, you see she is a darker complexion woman, and, um, feature-wise, just not a lot of similarities with Zazie Beats. And then also some talk about Lakeith Stanfield as Cherokee Bill because the real Cherokee Bill was, uh, I believe, half black and half Cherokee. Hmm. So do you have any thoughts about the caster? You know, I don't play into colorism, so (laughs) (laughs) I was fine. Go on, Sutton Strack. I don't see color. (laughs) Um, I mean, I didn't. I didn't do research to see what these individuals look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, 
what what is the beef? They thought Lakeith should have his character should have been cast by a lighter skinned person. Or yeah, I mean, or maybe someone with um, I guess more Redder direct undertones. Not what I was gonna say. <laughs> more, like, I guess more direct or more recent, like um, Native American, like lineage. Who? I mean, if that be? <laughs> I don't know anyone off the top of my head, but I'm sure there are plenty of uh, black and Native American people who are actors. Probably, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or at least I mean, they would be able to do it if you gave them a shot. But I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't seen as much discourse about that one, but. Some people were like, you know, is it kind of erasing the um, Native American or, uh, you know, American Indian part of uh, of the real Cherokee Bill? But what does a, a half black, half Native American person look like? Is there a stereotypical look? Like, I would say he... he That's true. He That's wove true. in enough references to his heritage. Mm-hmm. By like speaking the language and you know other nods to it that I don't feel like you needed to cast a racially ambiguous person <laughs> to play that role. Yeah. Um, and then Zazzy Beats. I mean, that one's tough because most people don't know who Stagecoach Mary is or was, right? Or what she looks like. So yeah. I feel like uh, I feel like this one is rough because, as we said last week, you can. Is it about who's going to give you the best performance mm. off of these, you know, biop or these historical figures? Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I I said something like uh, it's different for the modern era, and Stagecoach Mary is not mm. from the modern era mm-hmm. era, but. Oh, because there have been so many times where, especially for women, where they've cast at lighter complexion women. Um, but I think that, I think it's different though. If you have like an iconic person that everyone knows what they look like mm-hmm. and you're expecting them to be darker skinned or have a certain hair texture and they show up lighter skinned with a completely different hair texture. Mm-hmm. I feel like that that's very different. You have no real frame of reference for Stagecoach Mary. So she could, that's, you know, you could mold it into whatever yeah. you want. Well, I think some people, because again, like I said, when I was trying to find like black cowboys and cowgirls, she was the only person who mm-hmm. I found. So I would say arguably she might be the most well-known like person out of everyone who's portrayed in this film. But, um... A lot of people are saying maybe they did not, like, they didn't think if they casted someone who looked more like Mary Fields really looked, then they they didn't think that would be a believable love interest for Nat, basically. That feels like a reach. <laughs> but... I mean, I don't, I mean, I mean, I've heard things where people, um... I mean, this is a while ago, but, like, even back, um, like, 
I don't know, it's the first thing that comes to mind, but like with Hitch, I believe we'll <laughs> don't laugh. It's <laughs> a real example. I think Will Smith uh wanted a black woman to play uh Eva Mendez's role. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they were like, oh, like the having um, a Latinx actress, like it will, I guess, have a give us a wider audience. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's too far fetched to believe that stuff like that is still happening to some degree. And maybe that could have played a part in why this was the casting choice so you're accusing jay-z and james samuel of needing a light-skinned woman to i don't make think this i don't think love they were story the, believable i don't think they were the casting directors but <laughs> <laughs> producers they probably had a say in who ultimately ended up in the film I mean, maybe. Look, I, I'm i not saying anything is fact. I am saying that historically, this has been an issue. There has been erasure of darker complexion women. So, I don't know. It's just, I can understand why people are feeling a way about it. Who would you have preferred to see? Who would have been better casting for you? Or the you know, naysayers. Maybe even the actress who played Cuffy, honestly. Hmm. She's also not very well known. Yeah, I mean, I was just when I was watching the movie, I was kind of like, oh, maybe she would have been better <laughs> casting. Um, she looks so much like... Have you ever seen Smoke and Aces? Taraji P. Henson's character on Smoke and Aces looks exactly like Cuffy. Smoke and Aces. Is that the... No, I'm thinking about Domino. Smoking Aces had... Is that common in Alicia Keys in that movie? Mm-hmm. God, I, yeah, I haven't seen that in years. I can't remember. Yeah, they look very eerily similar. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, I'll have to look that up. But yeah, I can't, I can't really think of... Uh, I, I didn't think about someone mm. off... You know, but just when I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, like I feel like this woman probably could have played her, but... I don't know. I'm, I'm just throwing out what I've read on the internet. <laughs> not trying to start no drama. <laughs> um, but yeah, I will say one other interesting thing. I looked up uh, the Rufus Butt Gang. They were real. And they were a multiracial group, uh, including uh, Black Americans and Creek Indians. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So. But anyways, um, I would say look up the picture of Nat Love. He actually looks pretty cool. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Alrighty. Anything else about... Oh. Oh, what a... What a pose. Wow. Right? <laughs> wow. And these locks. Okay. Yeah. It does look like he has locks. Like, I was like really kind of surprised by that picture. Yeah. Oh, he's got several. Okay. Okay. Give us... Given face. <laughs> oh, that, that's really good casting. That Matt, um, Jonathan Major. John, yeah, he does look similar. And he does not. The real Nat Love does not have a cross in his forehead, right? Uh, not not in these. Okay, <laughs> renderings. Okay, 
just wanted to make sure. I did not think that was a real thing. But anyways, yeah. Do you uh, have any other thoughts on it? Um, no. I think that was that was it. I'm I'm proud of them for making this film. Like I think they did a really great job. Um, I'm interested to see more. Um, westerns aren't really my thing, but I I appreciated it for what it was. I think it employed a lot of black actors, which is always great. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm I'm glad it's been well received by the community and people reviewing it. So Yeah. Me too. I hope this um will help lead to like black film being able to go into like so many different areas and just black or genres and like black characters. I mean, to... Well I was gonna say there Posse, that was a black western as well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like ninety three. <laughs> I'm just saying, like this isn't the first <laughs> black western out there. <laughs> okay, fine. The, the first one in thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Mario Van Peebles his flowers. I don't know if I'm gonna count uh, Gang of Roses because I believe that was uh, was that a TV film. <laughs> no, they, I think that was that in theaters. I think it came out in theaters. Okay, shut me up. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, <laughs> all right. Thank, thanks y'all for listening. Um, if you've had a chance to watch uh, the harder they fall, wait, mm-hmm. the harder they that's fall. It, that's sorry, it. sorry y'all. It's getting late. <laughs> if you had a chance to watch it, let us know what you think. Um, did you like it? Do you want a sequel? Do you want a prequel? Do you enjoy the casting? All that good stuff. Do you think uh, Stagecoach Mary should have been recasted? (laughs) Let us know who you thought should have played that role. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. And if you want want to see some more Black Westerns, let us know. Yeah. If you've seen... (laughs) What is that? Uh, If you've seen Gang Gang of Roses. Roses. (laughs) (laughs) Let us know what you think. You can um, follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Their Eyes Were Watching TV, mm-hmm. all one word, and on Twitter at T E W W TV Podcast. Yeah. Comment, like, subscribe. Uh, oh, we're also on Spotify, iHeartRadio. Yeah. Uh, Audible, Amazon Music. We're working on getting on iTunes. We ain't there yet. But um, yeah, subscribe, tell a friend, and let us know what you think. Yeah. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye.